to talk to you about the power of your influence. The power of your influence. And uh, it's, it's Mother's Day, and uh, mothers have an influence. Amen. Mothers have a powerful influence. Amen. Uh, and, and, but it's, this is not just a message for mothers. It's a message for all women. It's a message for men. Your influence has power. It has power for good. It has power, it has power for not good. If you don't use it right. Amen. And, uh, and uh, in this time that we're living in right now, uh, your influence needs to rise for the good. Your influence needs to do what? It needs to rise for the good. It needs to rise for the what? It needs to rise for the good. And, and you know, when I was growing up, uh, the, the saints in the church used to talk about the last and evil days. Amen. And, and when I was growing up, it, it, it was one thing. Uh, but these right here, these is the real lasting evil days. <laughs> Are these the evil days? But in the evil day, we have power. In the evil day, we have power. And what we have to practice is using the power that's been given to us. You can't throw up your hands and say, this is an evil day. This is a terrible time. I ain't never seen nothing like this before in my life. You cannot do that because you have power to influence, to affect, and to change, say change. You can change the evil day. Everybody don't believe that. You can change the evil day. Amen? And so we're going to talk about the power of your influence. Say, I have influence. I have influence. I choose to use my influence for good. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. Okay. Uh, our, our, our power that we have as Christian people is rooted in this book right here. It's rooted in the Bible. It's rooted in the Word of God. And the more of this that gets inside of us, the more power we get to exercise, to bring change for the good, to bring change for the better. Amen? So let's open it. It's going to do no good on the coffee table. Come on. This does no good on the coffee table. This does no good in the back window of your car. I see some people with Bibles in the back window of their car. You ever seen that? Amen. It ends up turning colors and being back there so long. You've seen it. <laughs> that ain't where the power is. Amen. So, everybody got the Bible open? 
Amen. You may not have hard copy, but you got it on your tablet or, or your notebook or your, or your whatever you got there, your phone. How many got their phone open to the Bible? Text. You're not texting anybody. You're open to the Bible text. The hookup is not available in here today, okay? So turn in your Bibles to Joshua chapter 1. And if you don't have a Bible or you don't want to use one, I believe some of these scriptures will be on the screen for you as well. Joshua chapter 1. Are you there? Are you on the way? Okay, I'll let you be on the way. But hurry up. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8. And it says, this book, what book? This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. So, so this Bible is something that we're supposed to meditate. This book is something that we're supposed to do what? Meditate. How often? Day and night. There's a reason for that. Turn to Proverbs chapter 30. Proverbs chapter 30 and verse 5. And it says, here's a reason to meditate in the Bible day and night. It says, every word of God is pure. Every word of God is pure. Every word of God is what? Every word of God is pure. He is a shield to them that put their trust in him. There's your reason to connect to your power source, the word of God. And if this, the power of the word is in you, then your influence will be great. And your influence will have power. It will be powerful. Turn over to the next page, Proverbs 31 and verse 26. Are you there? It says, she openeth her mouth with wisdom. In her tongue is the law of kindness. And this is, we're reading from Proverbs chapter 31. And uh, this is a famous chapter of the Bible because it talks about the virtuous woman. It talks about a quality woman. And we're just lifting up uh, this particular verse 26 uh, because it's talking about what should be coming out of your mouth. She openeth her mouth with wisdom. This book, this Bible is full of wisdom. Amen? And it should be coming out of your mouth. Say so it should be coming out of my mouth. In her tongue is the law of kindness. In her what? Tongue is what? The law of what? Kindness. Now you got to ask yourself, is the law of kindness in your tongue? 
Because the law of kindness is not in the tongue of those speaking loudly in this time we're living right now. The law of kindness is not coming out. Other things are coming out. Other things are coming out. And our present age needs women who use their influence to become seriously effective for godliness. And if godliness is reigning, then kindness is going to come out of your mouth. When you listen to the media, you do not hear kindness. When you listen to some of your friends, you do not hear kindness. When you're at work, you do not hear kindness. But the Bible says that, that if wisdom is in us, the law of kindness should be coming out. What is the law of kindness? What is that? Do unto others as what? As you would have them to do unto you. Speak unto others as you would have them to do what? Speak unto you. That's the law of kindness. Speak unto others as you would have them speak unto you. Do you hear that? When you turn on the radio, do you hear that? When you turn on the TV, do you hear that? When you're watching Netflix, do you hear that? <laughs> when you're watching Hulu, do you hear that? The law of kindness coming out. But what you hear coming out is influencing you. Influencing us in a powerful way. We have to change that by what we say. Amen? Our present age needs women and men to use their influence to become seriously effective for godliness. Is godliness being exalted in our nation? Uh, no. <laughs> the Bible says sin is a, a reproach. What's being exalted in our nation is sin. And the Bible says sin is a reproach. But that's what's being exalted in our nation. Not the law of kindness, sin. Sin. Amen. All right. So, so, so why do we need to raise our level of influence for the good? Turn to Proverbs chapter 30. You're, almost, you're already close, right, close by. This is great. Say, this is great. I'm learning the Bible this morning. Glory to God. Proverbs chapter 30. Are you there? Who's there? All right. Who sees it on the screen? Here's why we need to up our influence for godliness. Proverbs chapter 30. Let's look at verse 11. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 11. We're starting there. Are you there? Okay. Um, it says, There is a generation that curseth their father and doth not bless their mother. I think I need to read that again. Verse 11. There is a generation that curseth their father 
and doth not bless their mother. It's in the word, verse 12. There is a generation that are pure in their own eyes and yet is not washed from their filthiness. Verse 13, there is a generation, oh, how lofty are their eyes, and their eyelids are lifted up. With that look on their face like, I didn't do nothing. Verse 14, there is a generation whose teeth are as swords and their jaw teeth as knives to devour the poor from off the earth and the needy from among men. We're talking about the power of influence because there is too much negative, harsh, mean-spirited, nasty speaking everywhere. And God knew that this generation was going to be here at this time. That's why this passage, it says, this, there is a generation. And that generation is which generation? This one right here. Second Timothy, let's go there. Chapter 3. Our influence has to be for God, and it has to rise right now. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. Are you there? If you're not there, it's on the screen, okay? It says, this know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Raise your hand if you've ever been despised for doing good and being right. Verse four, traitors, heady, High-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Well, I can't go to church on this because uh, uh, this, this is my only day. This, I, so I'm going to stay home and watch TV. Even though he said, forsake not the gathering together and so much the more as you see the day approaching. What day was he talking about approaching? This day, this evil day. The words 
of women can have a powerful influence for positive change as it did happen in the Bible. Amen. And I don't know about you, but when I was being raised up, uh, I, uh, uh, somebody was always trying to influence me for the good. Not just my mom and them, but the next door neighbor. The lady down the street. The one around the corner, I didn't even know her name. My mom used to send me to the store, uh, and the store was around the corner from my house, and she would give me all the instructions, and she'd tell me, when you get to the corner, wait for the light to change, don't cross the street. I got to the, I ran around the corner, got to the, to, 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 across the street, and I just stepped out. And somebody out here said, girl, step back. Looking out for one another. Influencing me for good to save my life. have powerful influence. We need to do more of that. Somebody see a kid acting out, and I ain't gonna say nothing because that's not my child. I got snatched up in church by so many people. <laughs> and I better not say nothing. I got snatched up while my grandma was in the choir singing, and I'm on the back row cutting up. And the usher snatched me up and marched me down the aisle and plopped me on the front row so my grandmama could see me. Ah, the power of influence. <laughs> Amen. Amen. They could whip me. She said, go right ahead. Get her. Get her good. <laughs> the words can have powerful influence for positive change. And it happened in the Bible and, and in the generations before this one. Amen? Now, 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 now people using their mouth to say all kind of stuff. To say, I, I'm talking about church people say all kind of stuff. I see church people on Facebook cussing. Pastor been talking about that cuss, it come out. You, you think because you're on Facebook, Pastor don't know that you cuss. Some people put, I see Christian people on, on Facebook put WTH. Wait, wait a minute, no. I see people on Facebook, WTF. Yes, I do. And you're having an influence. Because when I see it, I'm thinking, who are the unsaved people who know you go to church, who go, come to my church and see you on Facebook saying WTF? Christian people. Christian people are, are, are influencing others. I see Christian people on Facebook uh, with their low-cut dresses on and all their boobs pushed with a big push-up. Why you wear push-up bra? They all the way out. You're influencing. You're influencing somebody to say, I ain't going to nobody's church. If that's how they do up in there. If they can't do no better than that after they've been to church, my God, it's no hope. There ain't no hope for me. Power. <laughs> my God. My God. Most of the people that raised us 
labored to raise us for the good, to be respectful. Were you raised to be respectful? Were you raised to be respectful? And if you were disrespectful, what happened? Somebody said, that's all right, baby, that's all right. Did they say that? <laughs> no. No. You remember what they said after you woke up? <laughs> I, have to, I have to be respectful. I have to be respectful. Most of us were raised by our elders to be honorable, to tell the truth. Woe be unto you if you told your mama or your grandmama or your daddy a lie. Woe, 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 woe. We, we were raised to be trustworthy. Amen? My, my, my mom would give me money to go to the store and she'd put it in my hand. First of all, she'd wrap it up in some toilet paper so I wouldn't drop it on the street. And then, and then, she, and then she would send me to the store and then bring me, she, and bring me my change back. So when I came back with the change, you know what she did? She unwrapped it and put it on the table so she could count and make sure that I was trustworthy. The people who raised us labored, they labored. Amen? E even the ones that, that weren't our parents, even our teachers labored, our community labored that we would be better. They labored that we would be better. The Sunday school teacher worked so we could be better because they wanted better for us. Did they want better for us? They wanted better for us. What does this generation want for our children? If, they, if they're better, that's fine. If they're not better, people are like, oh, it's all right. Oh, my. Oh, my. Amen? Amen. And, and guess what? They had it harder than we do. We're whining and complaining about stuff that they would have been rejoicing about. Amen? We're whining and complaining. And all kind of crazy stuff is coming out of our mouths because it ain't going the way we want. It ain't the way we like. Amen? We busting our, we busting our tail trying to give our children everything. They don't need everything. Stop giving them everything. Make them wait. Make them wait. Make them sit down somewhere and be quiet. When I was growing up, we had, my, my mom and my grandma would just have time where she would say, all y'all just sit down. We looking at her like, why? We, we didn't be, we weren't being bad. She said, I just want y'all to be quiet. She lined us up on the couch and we had to be sitting there. <laughs> we were studying to be quiet. Why? Because they wanted us to be better. And listen. They want none of this. Well, when are you going to do this for me? Oh, my. 
Oh, yesterday, uh, yesterday we, we was down the high. We went down the road, um, and uh, we were down Nebbin somewhere, and uh, we were eating lunch. And this young girl was in there. She looked like she was about 12, 13, maybe. And she was with her grandparents. And her grandmother came in with a walker and the, and the granddaddy. And so they came in together, and so the grandmama went and sat down because she can't stand. You know, she couldn't stand. Um, and uh, then, the, then, the, then the granddaughter and the, and the granddaddy came and sat to the table, and they, they talking back and forth. All of a sudden, the little girl looks over across the table at her grandmama and said, you ain't touching my fries, are you? <laughs> oh, Lord. I said, Pastor, you better hold me. <laughs> Didn't she? The most disrespectful, nasty little heifer. Y'all understand that, right? Oh my God, I was, I, slept. I had to pray in the Holy Ghost. I had to pray in the Holy Ghost. I did, didn't I? Have to, I had to pray in the Holy Ghost. I said, because this little thing right here don't understand being respectful. And, when, and, 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 and the worst of it was, when she said that, her grandmama did not slap her face off. Her grandmama just sat there. I was like, what is wrong with her? She, did she not hear this look? Girl, oh, let me tell you, lady, what the, your granddaughter just said to you. To your face. Out loud. And she kept doing that. The whole t- I, said, I said, I need to leave. I need to go. Because I can't, I can't. <laughs> I can't. Amen. Amen. And some of y'all got children that behave like that. <laughs> Somebody said, I'm not the one, not me. Not me. It's that person over there. Not me. It's their grandchildren, ain't mine. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Amen? The, the people who raised us wanted better for us. What do we want for our children? What do we want for our grandchildren? For them to be impudent and nasty and harsh and ugly acting and ugly speaking, expecting everything to just come to them because they showed up? Spirit of entitlement is loosed. What is the spirit of entitlement? I'm supposed to have. I'm supposed to have everything I want, when I want it, how I want it, on the day I say. And you're supposed to provide it. Who, who, who's speaking against that? In our community, in our neighborhoods, in our, who's speaking against that? Who's using the power of the word against that? When I was growing up, we, going, to the, going to the doctor, we didn't even go to the doctor. Well, I need, I need, to, go see, I need to go see my doctor. I need, I, I, I need, I need. I went to the dentist because they provide free dentists at school when I was coming up. Elsewise, you didn't go, what? Well, I, I, I want, I, my, these sneakers is getting dirty. I need some new ones. 
I got new sneakers when I put paper on the inside so my toe won't hang it out. That was my new sneakers. Entitlement. Who's speaking against that? Who's teaching children to wait to an appointed time? Who's, who's speaking, earn it? Who's speaking, earn it? Which women, which mothers, which fathers, which community members are speaking, wait, earn it? The power of your influence. And guess what? Your silence is influence. Your silence is influence. It's telling them it's okay. It's all right. Wear your pants hanging off your butt. It's all right. Wear your little midriff all out and be sexy. I hear little children talking about being sexy. That's a disgrace. They don't even know what it is, but they're saying it and trying to be it. Throwing their little self around and their little hips. I tried to throw myself one time. <laughs> I got thrown down. <laughs> Woo, Lord have mercy. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Man, I tell you what, I was talking to my mom, oh, whatever, whatever. Next thing I knew, she tied fire to me. I remember to this day. Don't nobody tie fire to children no more. Tie some fire to them children. They will live and not die. <laughs> Amen? Speak correction. Give re rebuke. Amen? We have to start with devotion to God's word. See, we were raised by people in our, in our world, there was somebody in our world, somebody was in our world who had a devotion to God. There was somebody in our world who had devotion to God. If it wasn't your mama or your daddy, it was somebody. If it wasn't your auntie, your uncle, it was somebody. You heard Pastor talk about, uh, about the neighbor lady who used to take him to church. What was her name? Antoinette, Miss Antoinette. Anybody have a Miss Antoinette in your life? She would come, she would go to his mom and daddy's house and take him out the house and take him to church with her because of her devotion to the word of God, her passion to see him come up to be something. Did her prayers work? Your prayers will work. Your devotion to God will work in somebody else's life. It'll work in somebody else's life. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. There's a lady that was in our church. She was a Sunday school teacher, and her name was Selena Shepherd. And uh, where we live was far from the church and all that. And she told me, she said, if you can get to my house, I'll take you to church. Who are you doing that for? If you, if you get here, I'll, I'll take you to church. There was a lady who lived down the street from me when I was a little bitty girl, uh, just learning how to read, and she, Miss Wallace, and she, she would call me into her house, and she would open up the and she taught me how to read the 23rd Psalm when I was like five, six years old. Because of her devotion to God, a devotion to his word, a desire to see me be better. And if, if there aren't people all around us doing that for us, we will not rise. 
Our people will not rise. Our people are supposed to be rising. You know, there, there, there's, there, there's somebody wrote this poem, and still I, are we rising as a people or are we falling because of not having devotion to the word of God? Amen? Word, this, this Bible, this, this right here, this is not, this book, this is not just ink and paper. It is holy, it is supernatural, it will heal, it is spirit, and it is life. Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So we should be speaking this word to ourselves. We should be speaking this word to our families. We should be speaking this word in our communities. Amen? Amen? The protesters ought to be out speaking this word. And then we see some results. That's why we got results in the civil rights movement. Because before they went out in the street, they read from this book. They spoke the words of this book. And they, and they gave their lives that we might be better, that we might be raised up. So when you're hearing all kind of negativity going on and all kind of stuff in the media and on TV and on the radio and, and everywhere and, and all that, you need to be raising this up. Not saying, Lord have mercy, it's so bad. My God, everything is just terrible. I don't know where they're going. I don't, know how, I don't know what's going to happen. Nothing is going to happen unless you exalt this. If, if we're not speaking this. Nothing is going to happen until we believe this. Not just speak it, believe it. And expect by faith for it to manifest. Are you getting this? Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Bible, the Bible must connect to your every moment life. The Bible must connect to your every moment life. Say every moment. Every moment. Say every moment life. It must connect to your every moment life. What does that mean? That means every moment of your life when something comes out of your mouth, you need to filter it through what does the word say before you say it. And if you forget and just let it fly, pull it back. Say, oh, excuse me. That's what people used to say when stuff would fly out their mouth. <laughs> That's what people used to say, oh, excuse me. They would say, oh, oh I'm sorry. All kind of interesting people would come by our house when I was growing up. And some of them would come in in all kind of conditions. <laughs> all kind of conditions. Some were sober. Some were not. Some could stand up straight. Some could not. Some could walk a straight line. Some could not. Some came over in a car and got out and fell in the street. And when they would come in the house and be talking, stuff would fly out of their mouth. 
And my grandma would say, watch your mouth. And they said, oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Don't you see these children in here? Sorry, sorry. Now what are we doing? We cussing the children ourselves. Influence. Oh, God, influence. Influence. This word has to come out of our mouth and check us where other stuff comes out. Have you ever been checked by the word that's on the inside of you? Have you ever been checked? Thank God. If you ain't never been checked, you ain't saved. I'm going to tell you that right now. Because if the Spirit of God is on the inside of you, he's going to check you when your mouth goes off. He's going to check you. Amen? So, so if he's been checking you a lot lately, just tell the Lord thank you that he's in there, but why don't you repent? <laughs> and just slow that other stuff down. <laughs> ah. Glory to God. This was connected to your every moment life. That means when you're in, when you're in a conversation with other people, you, in your mind, you got to be thinking, what does the word say? How, how should I speak? How should I respond? Based on this. Not based on what I think. Not based on what I heard. Well, I just don't like everything that's going on. And the president, he's this, and he's that, and he's trash. And the Democrats are this and that, and the Republicans are this and that. And I don't even know. They just all a bunch of liars and cheats, and they just terrible people. Well, before you guys say you was a liar and a cheat and a terrible person. <laughs> Let the word check us. And, when, and so if it connects to your every moment life, then when you're in every moment, you're going to pause before you let something just fly out. Why? Because the word said, pray for those who are in authority. Do they need prayer? If we need prayer, you know they need prayer. Amen? So, 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 so if you pray for them, what's going to happen? Change. Why? Because the Bible says the prayers of the righteous availeth much. So why don't you pray instead of curse? The Bible must connect to your every moment life. We got to get away from having a church life and a life that's not church. I heard people cuss out there in the parking lot. I heard people fight each other in the parking lot. That's not, that means there's a disconnect. There's a disconnect. It can't be a disconnect. It's got to be so in you that the Holy Ghost is in your mind saying, say this, don't say that. Or be quiet. Don't say nothing. What a concept. The Bible must connect to your every moment life. Connect to your words, connect to your attitudes, connect and be in your ear. Do you know words have a voice? And they have a power to influence. Amen? And the people who've influenced you for bad, you still hear their voice. I remember someone said, so they talked to me so bad. Oh my God, they hurt my feelings so bad. I still feel the hurt. Let it go. Others have influenced you for good. 
You hear their words. My, our children say this to us all the time. You know, I was at such and such a place and I was fixing to do so-and-so and then daddy, I heard your voice. Right? I, I, this, this is supposed to come back to you like that. I was getting ready to cuss somebody out. But then I heard, I, but I was getting ready to say it, and if, I don't know, for some strange reason, I just heard the 23rd, I just heard the Lord is my shepherd. I'm like, where did that come from? That's your check. Whoa. Pull it back, pull it back, rein you back in, reel you back in. Even in the evil days, our words, according to the Bible, are not to be evil. Why? Colossians 4 and 6 says, you don't have to turn it, let your speech be always, say always, with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how you ought to answer every man. Because sometimes people say stuff and you don't know what to say, right? You don't know what to say. But, but, but if this Bible is connected to your every moment life, it's going to tell you what to say or it's going to shut your mouth. Let your speech be sometimes with grace. The Bible says always. Let your speech be always with grace and seasoned with salt that you may know how you ought to answer every man. In the Bible, the faithful words of women were powerful. They had a powerful influence and brought about great changes. We have the same ability and opportunity. Many women in the Bible use their words wisely, anointed with grace, seasoned with salt, and wisdom and authority for the benefit of their children, their families, their communities, and their nations. Women can have national influence. Your words can have na na national influence. Did you know that? Let's think about somebody in the Bible whose words were used for national influence for the good, for their nation. We can change our nation with our words if we use them rightly. Amen? And, and so I'm talking about right now the words of Queen Esther. How many of you ever heard of somebody in the Bible named Queen Esther? Somebody saying, Queen who? Queen, Queen, you've been in church for 400 years. You still don't know Queen Esther? Come on now. Queen Esther. In Esther chapter 4 and 16. Queen Esther uh, was brought into a position of leadership even though she was not born royalty. But she was brought into a position of leadership and royalty by the wisdom and the direction of God, by the hand of God being on her life, because her people were being persecuted, because her people were living in slavery. We have had women, when our people were in slavery, who spoke to our nation, and change came. So here's Queen Esther, her people are in trouble. 
And her uncle goes to her and says, oh, you need to be the one to go in there and speak to the king. Now he the man. I say he the man. And he said, Esther, you, you, come on, girl, come on, girl, come on, girl, you go on in there. I, they, they ain't gonna listen to me, you go. So she went with boldness, with confidence, with courage. But something happened before she went. Something happened before she went. You know what happened before she went? She said, okay, I'm gonna go. And because in, inside of her, her beauty and her gloriousness and her flowing robes and her long, glorious hair, inside of her was a gangster girl. There was a gangster girl inside of her. You know how I know there was a gangster girl inside of her? Because she said, if I perish, I perish. But I'm going in there and I'm going to get the job done. For my people. Not for herself. She was laid up in the cut. She was, she was the queen. She didn't have to, but she chose to. We have to choose to. Be better, do better, cause all of us to rise. So before that gangster girl went in there to see the king, she said, I'm going to go for all y'all, all y'all. What y'all going to have to do is pray and fast. Did you know that? They didn't know that. The pastor, they just... <laughs> They had, she said, I will go, but first, y'all gonna have to fast for three days. And pray. And so they did. And she went into the king with wisdom and was able to get her people released into victory because of her influence and the power that she walked in. Power. Say, I have power. Say it like a gangster. Nah, I mean. Hallelujah. There were women in the Word who used their power of influence for community good. One of those women was Jesus' mama. What was Jesus' mama name? <laughs> yes. And, and, and uh, the occasion happened where somebody was having, getting married. And they had a wedding, um, and they had a wedding reception. Amen. Amen. And wedding receptions are not cheap. They won't, they, ain't, they won't cheat, then they ain't cheat now. <laughs> so they were having a wedding reception, and everybody was partying hardy. They were getting down up in there. And they went to the wedding reception, and they was eating like they were starving to death. 
You ever seen people do that at a wedding reception? What else they got over there? Ooh, let me hear something right there. Where'd you get, they got some more wings? Hot wings? Yeah. So they were eating and having a good time and drinking, amen. And they drank up all the wine. I wonder why. Because they were making merry, it was a party time, amen. They were having a good time, amen. They knew how to party and not get towed down. So you don't know how to drink wine and not get towed down. If you ain't towed down, you think you ain't had nothing. And when we went to Europe and, and on the cruise ship, people were just sipping. I was like, I ain't never seen nobody do that. I'm like, you take it to the head. That's what I know people do. <laughs> and they were sipping, and nobody was drunk. I was like, how come they ain't down when they all staggering all over the ship and stuff? Right. But anyway, in the Bible, Jesus' mama was at the wedding, and they ran out of wine. And they're like, what are we going to do? We got to do something. Because our family would be embarrassed if there's not enough wine to go around for everybody to make merry and enjoy this celebration. Ain't nobody know what to do. I don't know what to do. Uh, we, ain't got, we all out. We out. We, the ABC store closed. Kroger closed. They ain't got, nobody got no wine. All gone. So Jesus' mama said, I love y'all so much, but I know y'all, it's going to be all right. How going to be all right? Our family name is at stake. You know, we got family pride. They're going to think that the bride's, the bride's family can't, but they ain't got it like that. Jesus' mama said, it's going to be cool. There's my son. Whatever he say, do it. They're looking at her. Because like, woman, how, how, you, how you the person speaking? Because in that day, the people who were the speaking people were the men folk. We've been delivered. Hallelujah. Jesus' mama delivered us that day. <laughs> Jesus' mama delivered us that day. She said, look, all y'all can't make nothing happen. That's my son right there. Whatever he say, you, all y'all men folk, do it. So they got big old pictures of water. He said, fill it up with water. They looking at his mama like, she's like, Ted. Whatever he said, do it. And what did he do with the water? What did he do with the water? He turned it into wine because of the influence of his mother. Because when she first talked to him about doing it, he said, Mama, please. He said, Mama, please, please. I didn't come here for that. I didn't come here to do no signs and wonders today. I mean, can't you leave a brother, just, just give brother a piece of, can't you please, Mama? And you know what his mama did? Don't play with me, boy. <laughs> I'm still the mama. You the Lord, but I'm still the mama. Until you die, get up and back, I'm the mama. Today. So she said to them, whatever he tell you, just do it. And you know what she said to him? That's what, she didn't say nothing, she just said. Anybody had your mama do that? 
That means get to, get to doing it. Amen? Your words have a voice that can have a powerful influence. Do your words speak life to situations or do they speak death to situations? Do your words speak life to your families, to your children, to your grandchildren, or do they speak death? Are you watching your mouth? Are you watching your mouth? Do you have a Bible-controlled mouth? Help us, Lord. Amen. Even if, even if other stuff come into your mind, let the word come out your mouth. <laughs> Amen. Because stuff comes to your mind. If you ever cussed in your life, cuss going to come to your mind. <laughs> Just don't let it fly out your mouth. And when it don't fly out your mouth, say, Lord, look, see, Jesus, hallelujah. I'm getting better. I'm growing. The Bible has a voice. And his voice should be heard in your voice, through your voice. Does the Bible say it's okay to speak like you speak? No. Then we can do something about that. Does the Bible say it's okay to act like you act? We can do something about that. We can use our power that's in the word to change and to do better. Amen. The Bible says choose. You can choose what you speak. Somebody said, well, you know, stuff just fly out of my mouth. I don't even, I don't even realize it until it's out. <laughs> Say, Holy Ghost, <laughs> do something about my mouth. <laughs> Every day. Amen. Mothers say to their children, did you hear what I said? Did your mama ever say that? Your auntie, your grandmama, everybody. Did you hear what I said? That's what God's asking you. Did you hear what I said? What does that mean? What do they mean when they say, did you, they say they, when they say, did you hear what I said? They're asking you, were you listening? Were you listening? Did you respond appropriately? You better. <laughs> did you correct your behavior to get done what you were told to get done? You have power to influence the world. Will your wise words make a difference? Will your wise words make a difference for your children, for all of our children? Will your wise words make a difference for our children, for all of our children? Amen? One year when I was teaching school, uh, uh, um, one of the little students in my class, um, you know, I train children. I don't just teach children, excuse me. I train them. Every year when I was teaching in the classroom, before I could start teaching, I had to train. So the first several weeks of school was training. How to be in the classroom, how to speak to other people, how to be respectful of the teacher, how to be respectful of your classmates. I trained them. Because I couldn't teach them until I trained them. I had to train them how to listen. I had to train them how to sit still and do nothing. Training. So I had to train them. So, so after, I, after the first few weeks of school of training, then after the rest of it was a piece of cake. Because then I was free to teach. Amen? So that they could learn and develop 
Amen. And I could get my promotion at the end of the year. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So that they can leave my classroom. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, and go on and grow up. Amen. But I had one year, I had this little boy in my class, and I had trained him. I had trained him so good. And in my classroom, he was good as gold. And sometimes he started doing stuff that kids do. And I got to the place, all I had to do was look at him. And he learned what the look meant. All I had to do was, and they knew what, the, they knew what that meant. So I trained him real good. And, and, uh, and uh, he, was the, most, he was a sweetheart, little red-haired boy with freckly face. He was sweet. I loved him. Um, and one day, uh, his mama came to pick him up. And um, so I was talking to his mother, and he was started pulling on her clothes. Like, come on. And, she was, she, and so she, was, she didn't tell him to stop. We should, should have told him to stop. She didn't tell him, but he, he just kept pulling on her. And he's seven years old, come on. But he's just carrying on. And she's not saying nothing. And I'm watching her, and I'm watching him. And while he's doing that, I'm putting that eye on him that he know what it means. And he think, because his mama's standing there, I ain't going to do nothing. That was a mistake. <laughs> So, so he just kept on, and then, because his mother wasn't moving, this little guy hit his mother. He hit her. He hit his mama. That was it. I, I had been trying to be good while he was pulling, tugging on her clothes. But when he hit his mother, I took her son away from her. And I took him from her, and I put him over here. And I looked at him. You know what that look meant. And he stood right there for the rest of the conversation. And then the teacher, and then his mother said to me, how'd you get him to do that? I said, I trained him. She said, he won't do that for me. I said, yes, he will. You gotta have an expectation and train him by the power of your influence. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Your words have power to influence and change our world and our community and our people. Do our people need change? You can help effect that change by the power of your influence. If your influence is under the control of the word of God. Amen? We can change our nation for the better. But nobody can do it for us. We have to do it. Amen? by using our influence in the good and the godly and the right way. Is it easy? No. It takes discipline. It takes thought. Amen? It takes persistence. It takes prayer. It takes prayer. How many of you pray every day? How many of you pray every day for your nation, your president, your lawmakers? They need Jesus real bad. Amen. You need to pray that their life depends on Jesus because it does. And ours does too. Amen. amen, amen, amen. Glory to God. We got to pray and move away from evil speaking and speak life. Use the power of our influence to cause others to rise. Our community to rise. Our nation to rise. Our families to rise. Somebody did it for us. We have to do it for our generation. Amen? 
Amen. Amen. Uh, the other day, uh, yesterday, I saw a, a story on, um, on the TV, and it was about these two brothers who uh, are being raised by a single parent. Amen. And, and being a single parent is not easy. My mother raised us by herself. Amen. So it's not easy, is it? Being two parent ain't easy. Amen. So, so there, there's challenges in raising children. Can we accept the fact that there are challenges in raising children? Amen. Ain't no challenge in getting pregnant, but it's a challenge in raising children. And we think raising them is going to be as easy as it was making them. Uh, get a clue. It's not true. Amen. So, so uh, uh, I saw this mother, she's a single mother, and she's raising her two boys. Boys. I said boys. By herself. Um, and they were interviewing her because her oldest son, who's 14 years old, uh, is graduating college. 14. Graduating college. And her younger son is 11. And her younger son, who's 11, graduating high school. African-American family. <coughs> and they asked, um, and so the mother was talking about what it was like raising these children um, with these superior intellects and all this kind of stuff. And, and the, the news person said, um, they asked her oldest son, 14, um, what did he attribute his success to? And, and the 14-year-old said, I attribute it to my mother. Her influence, her labor, her, 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 and it, it said, they said, this is on CBS, you can look it up. They said that 14 years old, getting ready to graduate college, the whole time he's been there. So how old was he when he started college? Come on, it's simple math. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Ten. Ten years old. And they said that every day his mother walked him into school at the college. What did that mean? That meant that she, that she had arranged her work schedule so that she could be available to walk her 10-year-old into the college, and 11, and 12, and 13, and 14. Sacrifice for somebody else. Using her influence to protect him. You need protection when you've grown on a college campus nowadays. You need a protection if you're 30 on a college, if you're 50, don't go there after dark. Come on. <laughs> this is what he, he said. He said, I, I attribute all of this success to my mother. And, and the news person didn't really want to hear what the mama had to say too much. Because when they asked the mama, uh, what do you attribute this success of your sons to? She said, God. She said it was God. She used her power and influence because of her relationship with God to pour it into her sons so that they could 
rise and excel. And she taught them how to be right and live right and behave right and walk right. And they interviewed classmates of the 14-year-old on the college campus. And, the, and they said uh, that, that, that uh, it, he's not just smart, he's cool. Where did he learn that from? His mama. And who was his mama leaning on? Who was his mother depending on? God. That's the power of the influence that you're supposed to exercise. By the words that we speak. By the way that we live. By the way that we think and what comes out of our mouth into the lives of our community our nation, our world, our families, our children, those around us. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is what good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Let your words, the power of your influence, minister grace. Are you a grace giver? Are you a grace giver? Are you a grace giver? Does grace come out of your mouth? Are your words seasoned with salt? And when you're doing it, are you conscious that I'm lifting, I'm elevating, I'm lifting, I'm elevating, I'm lifting, I'm elevating, I'm choosing to be a blessing so somebody else can be made better by the power of the influence that I have. And you have influence over people I will never meet, that pastor will never meet, that, 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 that you may only meet one time. But are you lifting? Are you using your influence? When you come in contact with somebody, it's an opportunity for you to influence them. Is it going to be for good or not? Let it be for good. Amen? Let it be for good. One last scripture and we're done. Psalm 141, 143. Are you there? Look at it right quick. I don't know if it'll be on the screen or not. Last scripture, because I want us to use this um, as a confession that we can use as we go out of here and apply it into our lives. Amen? Because we are in the last days and we need for it to be better. Okie dokie. Psalms 141. Am I right? Psalm 141. Are you there? Psalm 141. There it is on the screen. You don't have to look. Okay? I want this to be a confession. The word says, Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. What does that mean, set a watch? It means put me in check. Check what I'm saying. Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. They, that they speak life, that they influence for good, that they influence for elevation, 
that somebody can be made better and God gets the glory. Set a watch over my mouth so I can speak salvation to somebody who's not saved. Then I can speak healing and minister prayer to somebody who needs prayer. Set a watch over my mouth so that what comes out of my mouth will be in obedience to what he says to us. Do you ever hear the Lord speak to you? Somebody said, I wish I did. Well, well, if you never heard the, the voice of the Lord on the inside of you, get some more of his word on the inside of you, and then he'll have something to speak to you. Read your Bible more. Amen. Out loud, where you can hear to yourself. And then you'll begin, as you grow in it, you'll begin to hear the voice of God on the inside of you. How will I know it's the voice of God? It may be just because you'll hear a scripture on the inside. When you're not speaking, when you're not talking, but you'll hear a scripture, that means the word is inside of you. And that word can be something you can give to somebody else that their life can be made better. Amen? Amen. Can we say this together? Set a watch, watch. O Lord, Lord. before my mouth. mouth. Keep the door door of my lips. Amen. 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 God bless you.